on last week's Irrevelations. Moab has decided they want to stop paying their tribute of lambs and wool to Israel. We're talking about magic, Jew magic on the horizon, and it looks like blood. I don't know. We get another side story. It's just like a little vignette section of uh, vignettes, whatever. I don't know how to say that words just see it written all the time this is basically the same story three times oh i don't have enough oil to fill these yards now you do bitch. like okay but this soup i don't have it's not enough soup to fill. was like now there is bitch. and they're like okay but we got some loaves how are we gonna feed 100 people it's like what the fuck did i stutter i said now there is bitch. Blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. Death in the Bible for killing innocent souls are in hell now, burning now. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Dude, do you know what I just saw uh, pop up in my Twitter? Which, by the way, I'm becoming a real Twitter head. Just yeah, saying. I noticed. I noticed. It's one of the best apps. Or maybe I'm late to the party. Let's actually let me rephrase <laughs> that. I'm very, very late to the party, but I love right. Twitter. Um, do you know where Trump's next rally is being held? Uh, I assume if it's keeping with the trend, it would be in the second worst place ever to hold a fucking rally. Like, is it in Florida? <laughs> no, it is in Phoenix tomorrow. Uh, okay, at a church. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was legal for a church to hold a fucking presidential rally. Doesn't that sound like a? What's weird is that I mean, this is something? one of those things, but it, it seems weird that a there's any church big enough to hold a rally. But then I realized how what the numbers were at the last rally, so they could probably do it at like a small backyard one. Well, it's uh, definitely going to be at a mega church, but still. right, right, you know, some what a what a gaudy exposition. Like here's a mega church, something that stands distinctly against the church Christ oh, envisioned, yeah. with probably one of the least Christian people on the planet running for president. <laughs> It's a um, it's a goddamn smorgasbord, an enigma of blasphemy, and I'm 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 fucking loving it. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, man. I saw someone else comment like, I with our uh, podcast Twitter account, I only follow people that I hate in real life. Okay, Whereas perfect. With my podcast, that way I kind of get both. It's actually I'm fair and balanced because my personal <laughs> Twitter. I, I it's like leftists and shit, and then I have these like crazy Jack Posobiec or whatever, and right. Mike Cernovich on our account. And some guy was like, "Next thing you know," referring to the Confederate statues, like, "Next thing you know, they're going to be taking down our Jesus statues." And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to have Jesus statues. Yeah, I don't like, know if that's. Uh, I know I've talked about this, but one of the funnier. Uh, from Norm Macdonald's old sitcom show that he used to have back in the day yeah. was someone had a, a crucifix on their desk at the office. He's like, hey, hey, I don't know if you know, but there's Christians that work here. And I don't know if you know this, but their <laughs> Lord and Savior was murdered on one of those things. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but I, yeah. that's offensive. Um, it's pretty funny. I don't know. It's, it's goofy as shit. The, I mean, it's about what I expect these days. The reason that I saw, but sorry, I didn't get to the, the big punch. Yeah, line. get to the meat. Of this Phoenix thing at Dream City Church in Phoenix, uh, which is a mega church, I just confirmed. Um, the pastor and like the assistant pastor, someone just released a video online explaining how they had new technology that would completely eradicate the coronavirus from uh, the air where the participants are going to be. Fantastic. So everyone's fine. It's all good. <laughs> when I want to know my uh, uh, cutting edge technology, I go to the church. <laughs> I go straight to fucking... Look at these two fucking jokers, dude. Fucking oh, God. Just, like, talking about it like it's a normal conversation. Well, Sorry, you'll, I know you'll you guys be, can't you'll see be, it. You'll be safe and protected. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You keep using yeah. visual gags on a fucking audio podcast. Listen, uh, podcast listeners, go look up the video from the Dream City Church uh, pastor. You'll see it. You'll see what I'm talking it's about. It's goofy as shit. What do you think that technology is? Um, well, they actually have a post about it. Apparently, it's something... Uh, 
it's this new tech from a local company that's claiming that it will kill 99.9% of COVID within 10 minutes, which, you you know, 10 minutes feels like plenty of time to catch someone to breathe. (laughs) By 10 minutes, isn't it going to be on the ground anyway? Like they're droplets. Like someone's going to get sneezed in their face and they're like, Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just stand there. Not breathing for 10 minutes. What if it just evaporates people that have COVID, and that's how they're actually... <laughs> It's just a fucking ray gun? They're just, yeah. Uh, they're like, are Don't you work. like... like? It's just a guy pointing a gun at someone's head. They're like, is that a thermometer gun? Are you checking for fevers? He's like, kind of. That's part it just, of it. It fires off itself if the temperature's over 99 degrees. <laughs> uh, so privately, I guess privately, like in a group chat, but not on the podcast. Anyway, yeah. I've been having discussions about the rally. Did you see his last rally? I, I didn't try it, but I, it. I looked at like some of the funnier moments of it. Right, of course. It. I, I, I tried to watch it. I really it, – it's one of those things that's absolutely confusing. It's definitely like an emperor has no pants situation. I don't understand people who can actually sit through one of those fucking rallies. If, no. you, if you sit through Trump talking for any length of time, you would think it was a gag or a bit. Yeah. Or something where I'm like, are you guys are you guys fucking with me? Am am I is is this a prank? You <laughs> yeah. like this? This is what you like? I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I, I, like he was like, watch me drink this fucking water. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, he can drink. All, right. all the not all the like unironic love that he got for that from his followers is just sends me to Isn't a that wonderful absurd? place. He's like, it yeah, makes me so happy. Like I know that. It, he literally has caused a lot of people pain, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. It's funny. But goddamn, it's funny. Yeah. Let's be I clear. You and I have not been personally affected, so we have the privilege to laugh at the other people. You know? Correct, I suppose. Like I all mean, those you could say. All those deported people and people that have been murdered in the streets. Sucks yeah. to be them, but doesn't yeah. suck to be us. Well, here's what I'll say as a disabled veteran. <laughs> uh, who you gets health care for life. You and your disabled veteran I want veteran everyone else privilege. to have it. Yeah. It's yeah, fucking fine. great. Everyone sure. should have it. And it's fucked up that I get it and like no. everyone else doesn't. I'm just they, a goddamn photographer. They I'm not won't a fucking hero. They won't appreciate it if you did. But anyway, uh the, all this culminating, he's like, "Oh, by the way, here's my epic tale of the time I walked downstairs." Great. Also funny. Uh but what's <laughs> making the news today is like his dejected sad walk from the helicopter afterwards, you know, looking like oh, yeah. a big old pile of shit. Yeah, you real know, Charlie Brown vibes. Real Charlie Brown vibes, just his shirt collar coated in makeup. Just big, greasy. It, it, it looked like someone rolled it in, like, a bag of chicken. Um, but Weird, so, but okay. <laughs> that's fine. But the point was, is that it? I remember during Obama's presidency, to me at least, it felt like the beginning of the conspiracy theory as, like, mainstream. You know, okay. where they'd be like, like I, I think it was Sandy Hook shooting, where like Obama actually cried while giving a press conference or something. Like he was like slightly tearing up, and like Fox News uh-huh. was like, I heard he was just cutting onions in the back, and it's all fake tears, and it's a Hollywood actor. And by the way, his 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 children are trans, and they're crisis actors that were hired from Somalia or whatever the fuck. It just seemed like you know, like with the birther movement, and like uh, it just seemed like it started to gain steam. And now I mean, Clinton, in, Clinton had it too. Though. Clinton had some conspiracy theories. I just don't remember it like defining his presidency. Well, it doesn't help that he was legitimately a rapist, obviously. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but no, he like the, uh, the whole fucking water, Watergate thing. You mean uh, Whitewater? Whitewater sorry, was yeah, like a real Watergate. estate deal, you know. But whatever. I know. But how's that to say Whitewater? But that and like also the whole conspiracy about like oh they were killing their friends and like look how many look at the body count. Well, uh, I yes, I just don't. I, I, I maybe it's just a Republican. It just seemed like it, like I it, it in Obama and maybe I guess Clinton too and maybe before that who knows. Obama being black did not help. Yeah, it did not help. That. If you can avoid that, people. Yeah. <laughs> if any of our pilots can avoid being black, from what I can see from the outside looking in, it, it's not a great. Yeah, it's not um, good for uh, conspiracy theorists, yes, especially. You're yeah, not going to yeah. be your fan. Or the law. Because yeah, then you're a Muslim as far as they're concerned. Yeah, yeah. But it just, it just seemed like it was just like, oh, here's an old video of him wearing a turban. Like, is this the guy we're going to have president? I think not. <laughs> anyway, the, the point was is that there were conspiracy theories around him, and it was funny. And then now with Trump, it just seems like every single thing he does is a conspiracy. It, it has gone – it is now – he is awash in it. Like, yeah. like people were trying to say that him just having the hat in his hand, like what does it mean? 
what does it mean? What, what, who is the signaling? What is the point? And I'm like, I don't know. Could he just be a sad, depressive guy? Like, he looks like he's drunk. Do you think he's just a functional alcoholic? I'm like, weird. Like, <laughs> when when your whole image is wrapped in conspiracy theories, it's now just become so much a thing. Be like, what about those stairs? Do you think someone greased those stairs? Is yeah. every is the deep state so entrenched and in every single thing that he's just in a whirlwind of it? You know, where Which- where are we at? Just to add to that, the big thing that was circling fucking right-wing Twitter today was uh, it was a meme that was posted over and over and over and over again. I saw it probably 20 times on different accounts, and it's all, look at this, go search coronavirus in any three-digit numbers, and uh, it'll come up with a city that had that many cases. <laughs> because, well, because there have been ev- large, for you know, there's fucking only... 10,000 numbers that are in the four digit range, right? If you even go out that far, but there's what 3,000 newspapers or a couple thousand newspapers in America uh, writing about. Well, what would that even prove? Nothing. That's my point. (laughs) It's so fucking stupid. Like, of course, that you're going to find nearly any, especially three digit number where there's only a thousand options. Right. You know, and then there's going to be a city that had that many new cases that day. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess. Like, what, what would be the point that they're manipulating the numbers, but they haven't just, like, there's just some guy with a Python script that's random generating numbers. Like, well, let's right? not reproduce it. We can't have Phoenix have the same number of cases as Tucson. That would be it's suspicious. So and then they were like, look, and if you search 666, it shows up in Fairfax, Virginia, the heart of the deep state beast. Like, <laughs> I, I hope uh, someone in Fairfax did that just to troll cute. <laughs> actually. I, um, I've been hearing about the deep state. And we had this argument before. And that's what we kind of really yeah. want to get into is Let's that. So what is the deep state? Because here's my understanding. In 2016, when he won, they were like, when it was the Mueller report and and he would just start it and it was all talking about pedophiles and Pizzagate. The deep state, in my mind, was a described as a coordinated organization operated by a bunch of liberal, likely Jew elites slash Illuminati yeah. slash the Rothschild slash the Vatican. Um, and they're just controlling everything from the shadows. I think there are people that will agree that that is exactly what it is, which is, I think... You know, when you're on the right, what you consider the deep state to, to be depends on which stage of rabies you're in. You know, like, <laughs> right. are you just a little hydrophobic, maybe? Or are you biting people? So it's like, where, you know, where are you where at? Where are you at on the spectrum? The thing, the thing about it is that <laughs> there is like the QAnon crazy deep state that's like, yes, they're drinking blood of children and they all have to like go into their mole people hut every night to replenish their dark energy. And then you have guys like we, people I know that are Trump supporters, right? They're, you know, it's a real thing that are more like, no, the deep state is more of an idea. And it's just like neoliberal types that are with, you know, Hillary Clinton, um, these groups that sort of coordinate. And then they look at like Bernie's campaign and use that as an example of like Bernie getting snubbed by like media kind of snub going after him. And then also different, uh, you know, everyone dropping out right before Super Tuesday. And it's not so much that, like, oh, this is – they met in a fucking dark room and planned this. It's more that, like, they have this group of idea things that they want to get done, which, I don't know. I'm not a fan of, like, neoliberalism myself. So, like, sure. I get the frustration, and it does seem to exist in us. Like, boom, liberal uh, – Democrat boomers are kind of in that and, – and older – are right. kind of in that realm of like, well, no, you know, Biden's never going to allow Medicare for all, et cetera, et cetera. Let's just go back to the way things were before Trump bullshit. I get it. So I think that if you see the deep state as more like that, it's stupid, though, because then it's like, well, that's on the right wing, too, obviously. Right. Is it just there's that a- there's a bunch of enlightened centrists fucking it up for everybody? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and that's the thing. Like, there's a bunch of people on the right that would love for Trump to be gone just so that they can, like, not have to swear field, you know. You have to fucking swear fealty to the guy if you want to rewin elections. Um, there's some crazy ass lady here in uh, Texas that's probably going to lose her seat because her opponent's like she's not hardcore Trump enough. When I assure you, she fucking is. Yeah, but like that, that they believe it. So if she was just in her mid tweens, then she would have something to offer Trump. But yeah, now but she's dudes gotta- like Bolton really want him gone, and they, you know, I can. It's not crazy to me to see Bolton as part of a deep state. He's been in the fucking halls of power for far too long doing shitty stuff. Um, That's fine. I guess my point was is that the deep state seemed like a shadowy organization. 
And yeah. now it seems like anyone that goes against Trump is like, well, that he's just a sh- he's just one of the members of the deep state. But I'm like, but it's so many now. Yeah, it's so yeah, many yeah. people he hired to quote unquote drain the swamp. And, you know, he's like, oh, Mathis, that's going to be someone that drains the swamp. Mathis is like, Trump's a shitty president. They're like, deep state. He's a fucking deep state swamp thing, liberal monster. Obviously, the craziest ones are just moving the goalposts wherever they see fit. I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's fucking insane. It's funny. I'm waiting until they say that Antifa is the deep state, which probably is already (laughs) happening. You know, like there's nothing more. There's nothing more shadow government controlling the strings than a bunch Uh, of guys drinking espressos and throwing Molotov cocktails in Seattle. Like that's all fine and dandy, you know. And the insane idea that like George Soros, a fucking billionaire who obviously is probably most concerned about his money, would fund Antifa to like be (laughs) anti-capitalist is absurd. Yeah, Jesus a bit, Christ. A bit. I, I heard it's like Jeff Bezos just trying to sell more Washington Post oh, magazines. Please. Like, it's all fucking nuts. But it, it just seemed like it, I get the whole, like, anti-science has now become a movement. And, and legitimately yeah. anti-intellectualism and the uh, just the general embrace of conspiracy theories as news. But it just fucking sucks. Like, I, I, it's so infuriating. They're like, did you see the way his tie was undone? What does it mean? <laughs> Obviously, this was a clearly calculated move by a guy who also seems illiterate. So I don't know. Like, it just seems yeah. funny that, you know. You know, it's just it's entertainment to me, really. Uh, obviously, I don't like it. But I can't imagine how exhausting it would be to, like, actually be a Q person. Like, just the fucking mental work that you're putting in for this shit. The, oh, God. To tie it, because we got to get to the Bible. But yeah, what yeah, it made is, me think of it. was the same level of conspiracy that, like, uh, like deep Christians would think of, you know, where yeah. they were worried about demons and, like, Satan. And, like, I don't know about that. Do you think that person's raping children for Satan? I'm like, that's a weirdly <laughs> – you have to feel pretty strongly and paranoidly about that. To, that's a legitimate concern, you know. Like, are you actually Honest? worried about demons? Like, the same way I'm worried about – fucking dick cheese eating child murderers working for the democrats like that's i think i could get behind someone more not get behind i'm more likely to get behind someone raping children if they're doing it for satan (laughs) that's more likely i get it it's a means to an end it's not like you're just a weak ass pedophile you're a fucking demon wrangler it's cool okay yeah i'm just trying to i'm just the richard ramirez style you know you're like that's Uh, That's enough politics, probably, for one episode. I can just respect the principles of a man like Richard Ramirez. He's like, I'm trying to get on Satan's side. (laughs) He's not a hypocrite. Give me that child. Not a hypocrite. For sure. For sure. Well, now that all of our... uh, We've lost all of our Trump fans for for life, (laughs) uh, we should probably talk about the Bible. This is the Revelations podcast. We are the podcast that is reading the Bible so you don't have to. And we're on episode... 92. I'm Grant DeVoist. Yeah, 92. I'm Cole Delusky. This week, we're in Second Kings still, uh, starting out in Chapter 5. This should be fun. This is some wild shit. It is wild shit. We're- I always say that now, but it has been a wild ride lately. I feel like we got a real boring phase there for a bit. Uh, I, I kind of wonder. It, it, it seemed like First Kings was legitimately about kings, and the yeah. prophet, the idea of prophets was more decentralized. Like, Elijah would kind of come up and, like, sort of showed up at the tail end to be like, yeah. all right, things are getting pretty shitty. I got, you know, now a prophet's coming over to, like, shit on everything. Fine. But at least it was mostly about kings. Wait, Elijah felt like a side character in First Kings. Elisha now feels like the protagonist. That, that was my point, kings. is, like, in First Kings, it yeah. was about kings. And then now in Second Kings, it seems like it's more about, like, prophets. Which is funny, too, because Elijah is, like, the big badass one, and Elisha is, like, his fucking Padawan. It's kind of weird that Elisha is well, the bigger deal. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's, like, huh. the Floyd Mayweather Jr. of the types, you know? Okay. Like, Floyd Mayweather yeah. Sr., not to be fucked with, but Floyd Mayweather Jr., you know, he'll, <laughs> I didn't know he'll that. beat the shit out of his wife. I didn't know that was, I didn't know that there was two of them. <laughs> you just thought, you know, like, Floyd Mayweather Jr., like, what was your dad's name? He's like, John. Like, that's weird. <laughs> Why'd they call you that? He's like, I don't know. Now, I don't know. Junior's cool. Now, uh, I might add a junior to my name. I might fuck around and do that. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 like, that was his wife. Like, why are you named Floyd Mayweather Jr.? And he was like, shut up, bitch. And he just fucking starts hitting <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we get it. He's an abusive man. You're hurting who me. can't read. Uh, <laughs> he's an illiterate, abusive f- man. He should run for president. got him. We don't need to hit him while he's down. Um, okay. So, chapter five. We're not his wife. Second. What? We're not his wife, so we don't oh, need sure. to hit him. 
Correct. She should. Um, Second Kings chapter five. Let's get it going. So the last thing that happened was Elisha was pulling off just a bunch of like shitty miracles. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, you guys want some cool. stew? Here's some stew. Is yeah, that now? St- just to kind of touch back into these kind of precursor. It seems like every time history repeats itself, they're like, oh, that's the prophecy, that's the cycle of the Bible. Is Jesus going to have just a bunch of shitty miracles here and there? Uh, I think there's definitely scenes like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's bigger stuff, but there's there's definitely times that it gets kind of strung along. I mean, a lot of these miracles that Elisha is doing and Elijah was doing, we're going to see Jesus do them again. Like, oh, real original guys, fucking Christians. Yeah, it just feels like if there was like a modern-day magician, and he's like, yes, I have, you know, cured Flint, Michigan's water supply. You're like, that's cool. And he's like, and also, your car doesn't need engine oil. And I'm like, also cool. Yeah, that's, that's okay, I uh, guess. Right, yeah, all right, okay. Just one guy has a bunch of oil. Like, okay, that's yeah. cool. It's magic, sure. I don't know if it's on the same scale. Which is funny, because we're going to see some real suffering without uh, relief in this in this reading, I think, which is going <laughs> to juxtapose pretty well with that. Um, okay, let's get the ball rolling. We have a new character we're meeting, all right? So this guy's name is Naman. Naman! Naman? What does she I say? Naman? Naman, whatever. Like Naman. Yeah, it's it's spelled funny. So, anyways, uh, he is the commander of the army of the king of Aram. So he is of Syria, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's the top general. My right? Bible calls Big, it Syria. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was basically just a total badass. Um, this would be like comparable him. to like Joab, right? Yeah, or like General Mattis. <laughs> okay. I mean, defense. You know, yeah, General Mattis. Okay, sure, Mattis. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. This is funny because he is not an Israelite, right? He's Syrian. He is a fucking dirty, filthy, heathen fuck. Mm-hmm. And yet God keeps giving him victories. Uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, he, he's the Bible clearly states that uh, according to the king of Syria, Naaman had a very high reputation because God had given him victory. But, yes, and Syria through him, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so basically he has a good reputation because through him, Syria has been victor- victorious in their battles. Now, I, I kind of wonder exactly what they're talking about because the battles that they're winning is against Israel. So I wonder if it's just like game recognizes game. He's like, you did a real good job the way you kicked the shit out of my kid there. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Through some um, mean hooks. Well, no, no, no. This is the his king. Likes him. I mean, well, I'm saying, but the point is that God oh, is helping God him win battles. Him gotcha. But the yeah. battles God's helping him win are against Jews. Well, yeah, and I mean, probably it's other kind of funny it's, too. But it is to punish the Jews, though. So, like, you get why uh, he won. So it's kind of saying, like, yeah, he's winning because of God, but it's not. It wasn't necessarily to make Naman cool. It was to punish Israelites. I guess, like, like to- let's say your kid got all D's, right? Yeah. And you're really not having it. And then you find out his bully's coming that weekend, and as his bully's beating the shit out of your kid, you just throw a pipe on the ground. You're like, no, but really get him. <laughs> he was also yes. a leper. So- <laughs> yeah. Well, no. It's, I think this is the funny part, as we got to point out. He's a valiant soldier, so you got to picture this, like, Buff dude, scarred up probably, probably got some tats, old school tats or yeah, badass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one and, of those swastikas uh, that got then covered over with like a picture of Mickey Mouse or something. Right. He's rich as fuck because he's the ha- like the commander of the whole army. But guess what, ladies? He has leprosy, right? It's always something. Yeah, it's always something. You, you know, know, you know, you, you, you'll find, okay, dick good, no job. Or yeah. he got a job and good dick, but he cheats on you. You know, th- these men are trash. So it's pick two, right? Pick yeah. Two. You can't you, have all three. You can't have all three. So what happens is uh, there's a group of Syrian bandits, right? Like a little raiding party. They go out. They end up capturing a young Israelite uh, girl, bring her back, and she gets put into the service of Naaman's wife. Like you do. Okay. Which, honestly, imagine having sex with a leper. Just like skin slowing off. (sighs) Yeah. While you're fucking getting slapped by that Yeah, imagine you you, you finish riding him, and then it's just like squirting out squid skin. You just squat over the floor and just spray it. I want to actually throw up. Okay, you ever, so- you, ever, you ever forget about a gallon of milk and then like a month later you're like, what's in this thing? That's the nastiest thing we've ever said on this show. 
okay, so this young girl gets put in to be a servant for Naman's wife, the aforementioned tortured woman, and uh, she says to her mistress, seeing her probably go through this nasty copulatory Just, act. Well, I mean, I'm sure the mistress has to work the douche. Yeah, yes. So, uh, <laughs> so I mean, it's not like okay, it's not like yes, she did yes, have a yes. it's not like she did have a dog in the fight. You know? Yeah, she does. She has to like hold the towel next to them. Yeah, so Jesus, she says to her to the the wife, she says, "Hey, you know, there's this fucking prophet back in Samaria, you know, the capital of Israel, uh, that would probably cure your husband." Which, first off, doesn't make sense because they're enemies. I, I, well, on and off. I don't know. I mean, it's I it's Samaria. It's yeah. whatever. It's Syria. They 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 have like a weird. They were buddies at one point, but right now they're not doing so great. Um, right, right, right. But regardless, the this this young woman says, "Hey, you know, send send old boy up there. Uh, Elisha will probably take care of him." Uh, my, so, my Bible specifically states that uh, my my concordance in a way. The uh-huh. little maid exhibited rare courage and compassion for her captors. Though suffering separation from land and kin, she was not bitter, but attempted to bestow kindness rather than retaliation. So, See, I these people is she a fucking hero for being a really good slave? Well, no, it's stupid, because if you serve somebody, and they're in constant pain and misery and discomfort, your life only gets better the better they feel. I think with rare exception, you know, uh, you don't want them just pissed off all the time. Yeah, probably. If I was a slave, and I'm like, all right, he's got like a bad foot or whatever. Yeah, I'd probably, you know, I guess this is how Joseph worked his way up through the ranks. You got to be helpful. You, you know? got to be a good slave. People that are on the bottom rungs of society, just just be nice. You know, that's the lesson here, Thank sir. Stay in your lane. Good slavery. So Naman uh, hears this from the servant girl and goes to his master, presumably the king, definitely the king. And he says, hey, look, buddy, uh, I just heard about this prophet. What do you think? And the king is a fucking cool guy. I actually like him more than most of the kings we've met. It's it's weird how the Bible always paints outsiders as wicked and evil, as the justification for all the horrors the Jews do upon them. Yet every time we hear from outsiders, they always seem pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they might be worshiping the wrong guy, but he's legit. He says to uh, Naman, he says, dude, I want to send a letter to the king of Israel right now. Like, we're going to get you taken care of. Like, the way you treat your underlings says a lot about you. This is a good man. Yeah, so the king is like, hey, you know what? Okay, you want to go into enemy territory? You want to get this special treatment? You know, okay, I'm about it. I want you good and healthy. And on top of that, I'm going to send a fuck ton of money with you just to kind of, like, grease the deal, you know? It's a- yeah, like 750 pounds of silver, okay? Almost half a ton. It's crazy. Yeah. Just to just to get a fucking cure, right? Yeah. You know, you think you think med- medical prices are bad in America. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient Israel. I just feel like it's Syria. like when uh, Steve McQueen went down to Mexico to get his experimental cancer treatment. <laughs> Spoiler Gibson, alert, yeah. it didn't work. But anyway, my point is, is that, <laughs> is that Nibon's like, hey, I want to go into Israel, get some experimental treatment from their Jew prophet magic and uh, the king of syria is like yeah sounds great you know what let me send you some silver buddy cop you know yeah now the king of israel at the time i'm assuming is still jerome or whatever or what's his name uh jeroboam it doesn't mention him by name so who fucking knows but it's jeroboam at this time or joem yeah whatever it's it's ahab's second son they 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 specifically mention it because I, I think Jehoshaphat is still technically king of Israel. Did we? Yeah. They, they haven't transferred. I, believe, I think in this no, chapter, right. but at, very soon there's going to be two kings, one in Judah and one in Israel, who have the exact same fucking names. So yeah, to perfect. keep them separate, we call the one in the north Joam or Jeroboam. Joram, 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 Joram. and, and Jehoram one, Jeroboam. is the other one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get we'll clear that up once we get there. But regardless, whoever the king in Israel is right now in Samaria gets this message message from the king of Syria. And this is like a really weird response. So he gets this letter asking, hey, can you cure my buddy? And he immediately tears his robes, okay, and screams out, am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me? So he fucking is a fucking snowflake. Okay, I I, I think... <laughs> I don't know that he's a snowflake. He is. He's uh, like, oh, I'm offended. No, all right, all right. So 
You're wrong, but go ahead. Uh, imagine you have a neighbor that you fight with all the time. All you the know, time. Just all I the don't. time. I know I fight with my neighbors. I fucking hate them. But... I love mine. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and yeah, and then all of a sudden, you guys have been fighting forever. And then he offers this olive branch where it's like, hey, man, do you think you can help me? He's like, oh, yeah, what's the ass? Like, can you come and like just do this impossible fucking task? And you're like, all right, are you, you're fucking with me, right? You're just trying to pick a fight. You've given me. So, yeah. so, so it's obvious that they've, they've come with payment in hand. And they've sent the commander of his army to be like, hey, I heard you can cure my boy. Now, if you can't cure him, I'm going to be really offended. So he thinks well, it's a you're trap. You're reading into it a little bit. He specifically states it. He thinks it's a trap. Have you sent me a, there? You know, see how he seeks a quarrel with me. He thinks that it's a trap. That's because he's stupid. That's because you're stupid. Well, whatever. Well, he has Elisha there, and he doesn't even think, oh, yeah, maybe they're talking about the fucking prophet of God who performs miracles uh, fucking for fun. Well, okay, all right, all right, all right. So so, so the context is Elisha is there, but he yeah. doesn't aware, he doesn't believe in Elisha. This is like the third time that Israel hits an issue, and they're like, oh, fuck, what do we do? It's not like we have any solution for this. You know, it's so like. So he's an idiot. It's like, okay, you're you're sitting at home. You and your sister, who's a doctor. And then some lady walks in and is like, oh, yeah, my son has super AIDS and a, and a lacerated spine and COPD. Isn't there anything you can do to fix him? And your doctor sister's like, no, my degree's in ornithology. I don't know. you know. And you That's know birds. you're just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> and you know you're just sitting there with a trunk full of essential oils and okay. like uh, fucking um, – like salts or whatever the fuck these people have crystals and you're like why isn't she looking over here she knows i've got the cure but you've got it in reverse because back then all right the essential oils aka god actually worked okay <laughs> yeah, whereas but... whereas a medical doctor what are you saying didn't. you say so the essential oils like, don't work no i'm saying in this analogy what you should have said is i am an essential oil guy my sister is a doctor and lives in the house we'll just say my wife i don't Anyways, so the lady comes to me and is like, hey, uh, listen, I have a, a sprained yeast ankle. Infection. Yeah, I have a yeast infection. Like, is there anything you can do for me? And I'm like, you can't cure that with essential oils, you dumb bitch. And my <laughs> wife is like, uh, yeah, let me get you some fucking, you know, antibiotics. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, Grant, why are you freaking out? Obviously, she's here for me. You know, like the king should have realized that it wasn't for him to fix. It was for his fucking prophet that always fixes everything. So he's still an idiot. Okay, Even if I, I get guess. where you're coming, I get his state of mind, but he's as dumb as his dad, Ahab, who was also objectively a fucking moron. Yeah, so I think his dad was a. a, a, a yeah, you're right. It's Ahab. 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 Yeah. Uh, fucking Mr. His Bean. His brother remember? was a Heisia, yeah, who also had like a fucking injury that he didn't go to God with. That was yeah, like, he didn't last very long. Yeah. Okay, so with that out of the way. So anyway, the point is he goes to the king to cure his leprosy because he doesn't fucking know. He Obviously, no. they, they, these are outsiders. They don't know really about Elisha. Well, you still got to go to the king first. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you can't yeah. just be fucking stuck. He's just walking him. around in foreign soil just being like, hey, yeah. I need, you know, just doing business here like a Chinese spy. Like, Yeah, the Syrian king is a smart guy. He knows that you go to the fucking guy. Well, you would think. Because what happens is Elisha hears about this, right? He hears that the king, obviously, when the king tears his robes, I guess it's big news. Right. You know. It's so like he, he like Elijah, uh, the king of Israel is just walking around with his fucking tie undone, his hat in his hand, <laughs> makeup everywhere, you know. So Elisha sends a message to the king and says, why Why did you fucking, what, what are you doing? Why did you tear your robes? Just send them to me. Like, I'll take, I'm the doctor, you know. I'm the fucking prophet. I fix all your problems. Send them to me. And so sure enough, the king heeds his word. And uh, Naman goes down with his horses and chariots to Elisha's house. And uh, Elisha sends a messenger out to him. Elisha is not to be fucked with. Like, he does not. He's fucking Well, I mean, Elisha, a big-ass dickbag. Not, not in a negative way, but just just, just no fucks given. He kind of is a prick. Yeah, yeah. no fucks in given. And then his, his master, it's like, um, God, I struggle for this analogy. Uh, who's that British dickbag chef? Oh, uh, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. He's actually a sweetheart. 
Yeah, yeah, but he he talks like a fucking asshole. And I don't know if you knew this, but his mentor is even more famous for being an asshole. So it's oh, just sure, like, sure. it's like, yeah, he learned the good shit, but he also learned how to fucking call people cunts in his restaurant, you know? He's such a sweetheart when he's not yeah, on that I show, it. though. It's, it's fine, all an act. But whatever. Don't My point, just, I'm sure, I just don't want to slander the man. Eli- We're get a Elisha has his her. good points, too, but he's definitely like, like here, here's here's a Karen coming on his door and being like, hey, I want this fucking thing. Set. He's uh, like, yeah, no, you tell f- him to fuck himself. You well, fat, got money. You fat fucking donkey. I just wanted to interject that about Gordon Ramsay because I don't want our first email as a podcast to be from someone that's mad that we slandered Gordon oh, Ramsay. See what he did to that girl? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that'll be fine. Anyway, the point okay. is is that Naman goes to Elisha. Elisha doesn't even speak to him, just sends a messenger and is like, yeah, here's what you do. Go down to the Jordan and then bathe seven times. And that's all you got to do. Your flesh will be fucking clean. So Naman is like, what the fuck? I came all this way. I'm like literally an emissary for the king of Syria. Like you understand what kind of punishment we could bring down on you if you fuck this up. And I came yeah. all this way to meet with you and you don't even have the fucking you don't even care enough to meet with me yourself. You're going to send a messenger and tell me to like bathe in some Jew river. Yeah. And he doesn't even seem mad about the messenger situation. He just was expecting like a cool extraordinary, you know, uh, like the prophet evoking the name of God and rubbing his hand over it and like poof, it's cleared. Like he wanted a little show, you know, let, and this let, sounds let's very specifically pers- read 11 and 12. Want me to read it out loud? Yeah, just read 11 and 12. Okay. But Naman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call me by. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? No, just you're make me just read it. What the fuck are you doing right now? What are you talking about? Just read 11 and 12. Cause you think I'm wrong. No, I just wanted you to read 11 and 12. You're so paranoid. All right, I'll read it. I'm going to cut this part. I'm just going to read it. Yeah. But Naman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot, and cure me a leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Like, I came all this fucking way. I got to w- wash in their dirty ass room. It is kind of a. I kind of wonder what it means, like overarching. Like if if there, if there was an actual Christian in this podcast who was like trying to explain <laughs> what it means, you know? Because yeah, he came all this way. He was expecting some. You know, everyone's like, oh, you, you know, your leprosy is this horrific disease. You know, and he comes it's like all- if you had a you had like a weird personality disorder. They're like, oh, there's this great therapist. And you go to him, and he's like, yeah, jerk off twice a day. You'll be fine. You're going to, like, do something for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? It's just, you know, uh, it, it, it kind of feels like um, when people, like, went to, like, uh, Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. They're like, my yeah. dog's so fucking crazy. I don't know what to fucking do. He's like, have you tried walking your dog? And he's like, fuck you. All right? I don't think you understand. My dog it is stays bad. In cage. Like, just walk the fucking dog, you idiot. But also just kind of an odd dab on Israel. Like, he's like, I'm Syrian. Uh, You know, I have my own gods. I have my own shit. I have my own king. And we're obviously a wiser, stronger, better nation. We kick the shit out of you anytime we want. And then I come all the way out here to this dirty fucking asshole country. I speak to the (laughs) quote unquote man of God. And all he's telling me to do is go take a bath. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I think that's the point is that it's humbling. Sure. Right? Like, because there's something about the Jordan River that is distinctly Jewish, you know? So, like, making him go wash in their river is kind of like, you gotta, it's kind of, I feel, I can see how he would be insulted, I guess. It it seems kind of like that scene from um, Doctor Strange, where he travels all the way to, like, Tibet or wherever the fuck they were, the Himalayans. And uh, he's like, oh, I've come for your experimental surgery. And she's like, look at this book I got from a fucking dime store. And he's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so Naman's servant, who's been with him this whole time, is like, what is your, what's your deal, man? Like, if he had given you, like, a huge monumental task, would you have felt better? If he was like, you need to climb the highest peak and meditate for 40 days, he would be like, okay, now we're fucking talking. But all he's asking you to do is take a fucking bath and you're indignant? Like, what is your problem? Yeah, you've come all this way. You're kind of being an asshole, yeah, like, you know. Like I, I guess I it's could almost understand like it, you know. Yeah, 
You, you need to have uh, servants that will, like, call you out on your shit. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I mean, like, it's, it, it'd be like, let's say you had, like, stage four lung cancer. And it just yeah. feels like, and, like, all normal doctors are like, you're, you're fucking dead, man. And then you're like, hold on. I've got I've to do some, like, and they're like, don't worry. There's a magic temple deep in the jungle you got to go to. And you, like, go to the guys like, yeah, just wash your hands. Wash your hands, no more cancer. He's like, Are you f- I thought this was going to turn into a Steve's jo- Steve Jobs. <laughs> I just eat some fucking fruit. But, he's like, but you know what I mean? It just seems like such a weird, he's like, just stand on one foot for 30 minutes. You'll be fine. You're like, okay, you're just obviously goofing on me. Yeah. So finally, uh, Naman goes down there, dips himself in the Jordan seven times. And just like uh, Elisha had told him, his flesh was suddenly restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Mm. But what a fucking elitist. That's what they're always <laughs> after, is getting the children's skin. That's probably um, why Elijah didn't want to meet with him in person. He's like, I want to stretch myself uh, so bad on him afterwards. But I got to, like, Elijah was like, don't do it. Don't fall in love again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just because, uh, I mean, anyone that needs seven baths. You can imagine. Also, so. I just wouldn't meet with a leper. You know, <laughs> like I was like, "Hey, there's a diseased, <laughs> filthy fucking leper outside." He's like, "No, just send the message." Mm-hmm. Like right now, like in the in the heart of COVID, I've had so many like door to door salesmen, and I use the security system to talk to them through the doorbell, and they get so yeah. pissed. Like they'll ring the doorbell, <laughs> be like, "Hey, man, I want to sell you a security system." I'm like, "No, that's good. Go away." And they're like, "Well, can you just come outside? I want to tell you about this new pest." No, go away. You know, there's I, I have an even better situation because I don't have a security system, but I do work right in front of my front door with an open window, like a window shades open. Okay. And they just see me and I just sit there and look at them <laughs> and they walk away. <laughs> Go away. But, you know, so I just I, I can understand like Elijah's like, no, nah, I'm not fucking. Yeah, he doesn't want to deal with a leper. Greasy leper. So he gets cleaned off. He's got young boy skin. Finally, Great. the dream. And he and all of his attendants uh, go back to see Elisha. And he gets there. and He's like, look, now I know. This is the only god. You've got the real deal. We got fake ass gods back in Syria. Duh. This is fucking badass. Um, and he says, "Look, let me let me give you this gift. I brought all this fucking gold and stuff, right, or silver, what have you." And Elisha says, "Let me tell you something, brother. I ain't taking none of your shit. Like God, because God did it, right? So if for Elisha to take the money would be a little, I don't know. Uh, see, I shitty." Is that, is that the invocation? Because what he specifically states is, Naman's like, okay, I've been wowed by the power of God. Please take my money. Just take a gift. I just want to give you something in return for curing me of this illness. You know, have all this yeah. silver. And Elisha, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not quite sure if it really explains it. Um, I think that's why. I didn't but look but basically, because his exact quote is, as the Lord lives before who I stand, I will receive nothing. So it's not like he can't take credit. He doesn't specifically state, because they, they, they do sometimes say, I can't take credit for God's word, or I only speak God's word. He just literally is like, I almost wonder if it's just like, yeah, fuck yourself. Like, this was nothing to me. You're nothing to me. I don't give a fuck about you. You know, like, oh, please let me bestow on you. He's like, just get out of here, man. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean... The Mike Concordance points out that he did it respectfully, at least, although it seems pretty aggressive. Like, if, if you had a hobo who was like, hey, man, I'm covered in blood. Can I take a shower? And you're like, well, just wash yourself off with the hose. You can't come yeah, in the house. Hose. You can't come in the house. But there's a hose in the front yard. And, like, he comes back 30 minutes later. He's like, oh, thanks, man. Can I, like, can I come in and cook you a meal? You're like, no, that's fine. Just <laughs> just get, get out of here. You know? I, He's like, oh, I'm going to suck you off, brother. Like, I'm like, nah, ah, pass. I'm good. I'll just jerk off. You know, yeah, that's great, but just get out of here. You know, like, I, I think it's just, I yeah. think it's like that. I think he's just like, no, no, that's that's all right. I don't want your Syrian gold. <laughs> so, finally, uh, you know, Naman says, look, if you're not going to, uh, if you're not going to take this gift, please let me, your servant, be given as much earth as a pair of mules can carry. Because I uh, will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other god but the Lord. So he wants to take some earth from Israel, right? He wants to take part of Israel home with him to to have it as like a place to worship the real god. I, I think it, it's kind of interesting. It's so he I'm, he's like, hey, Elijah, let me take some earth from where you live so I can build an altar in Syria to make offerings to God, to your God. Yeah, because you can't do it on shitty Syria. Yeah, so well, I, real I think my Bible's concordance specifically states that this is just heathen ignorance. 
is that uh, yeah. what they don't understand is that God is everywhere, that the idea sure. of holy ground or some kind of mysticism is that Elisha is merely a messenger for God, a, a vessel to pass on his whatever the fuck, you know, his spirit or whatever. Like, there's nothing intrinsically special about where Elisha is or his house or whatever. That's not really how it works. Like, you just, you know, like, like Elisha's like, no, 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 we don't do that here. Like, he's like, let me just take some yeah. of your fucking magic soil. He's like, magic soil? Like, I, I don't know, man. It's just soil. It's just dirt. It's not really. How I mean, works. I don't think I don't, it, it's not actually clear whether or not he takes the soil, but he says, look, I want to take the soil so I can build the altar. And he's like, also, side note, when I have to go to the uh, temple of Ramon, who's like with their god to bow down at, uh, so the king, the king can bow down and he's like using my arm. I'm guessing the king is feeble. Probably. He's using my arm to bow down. I'm gonna have to bow down to in Ram- to the Ramon, this other god, but it's it's not because I want to; it's because I have to, right? Like, are we cool? Right, like, right, will right. God forgive me? It's like it's like you're married to this old hag whom you don't yeah, love, trick. but you're doing it for money, right? Yeah. And then like you're with your mistress later, and like you know I love you, baby. Just give me some of your panties to take with me. And obviously, once fuck? a year I gotta make a fucking appearance with her, but you know it's you I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is, God is that fresh young pussy. Yeah, yeah. She's that. Cool. She's that good pink. So Elisha doesn't really give him a yay or nay, and instead just says, "Go in peace." Like, fuck off, dude. You fucking. I, I really, I really, I really do think it's like the hobo that's like, "Man, what can I do for you?" But like, honestly, nothing. Just get lost. Just go, go in peace, brother. Yeah. But he he keeps up the semblance of like civility with him, right? He doesn't. Yeah. He's not mean to him. He's just like. You know, in his head, he is. In his head, he's like, God, he's fucking kill people. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, just this yeah, toothless just, Mountain Dew and meth-infused <laughs> hick. He's just like, come on, man, let me fix your car up. Like, I don't... He's like, I, I do not trust I'm you. I'm not either. letting you anywhere near it. Just get out I of here. Let you, I wouldn't let you clean my golf balls. Like, <laughs> I just understand. saw you giving yourself a fucking garden hose enema in the fucking front yard. I just Gross. want you to leave. Yeah. All right, this is enough... Uh, punching down on homeless people is going. <laughs> so I'm not the NYPD. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Guns drawn. All right. So Naman uh, gets some distance away. Now our old friend Gehazi, who you may remember from the last uh, episode, he was the one that was running back and forth with the, the he's Elisha's servant son. or apprentice or yeah. something. Servant. Yeah. So our, our boy Gehazi, Elisha's servant uh, says to himself, right? We get a little in- peek inside his brain. He goes, you know, uh, Elisha went a little too easy on Naman. I mean, this dude's a fucking dirty Syrian. We could have at least accepted, like, you know, why didn't we fucking get a piece of this action? It's stupid. Like, we're living here in squalor, probably. I don't know how prophets live. Right. But th- as the servant Gehazi is definitely seeing potential for that money to be good, put to good use. He's the practical one in the family, right? He's the uh, Albert Pennywise. I didn't really I didn't really get that. Let's just tell the story and then we can play it. But basically, Gehazi's like, well, fuck, there was money on the table and we just let it go? Like, I mean, yeah. what good's that doing? So he chases down Naman and tells him, oh, and like, as he's running, Naman sees him and gets off his dog. He's like, hey, what's up? What's up? He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I-, I talked to God and he said, give me your money. Yeah, well, he said he talked to Elisha. Yeah, Elisha. Yeah, yeah. he said Elisha said actually, hey, you know what? We just remembered there's uh, two young men from the company of prophets uh, just came in, like that we need to take care of. So I need some silver and some clothing to like get them set up. Uh, That's all we want, though, just a little bit, you know, just a little little taste. Right. And of course, Naman is cool. He's like, oh, good. Like you want to be able to give back to someone that hooked you up. He gives he gives these uh, things to two of his own servants to help Gehazi carry it back. Which I don't know why it's not. I guess it's seventy-five. I mean, it's a bunch of fucking silver, silver and it's served, yeah. and it's and, and you know what? It, it it'd be like if some guy, it's just heavy shit. They're like, oh, let me you know give you your shit, yeah, and then give cool. you some help to handle it. You know why not? I'm gonna yeah, I'm nice. gonna Uber it home for you. Very cool. Um, so, see, do you want to talk about Gahazi's motivations now? Real quick? I so here's here's my analogy in my mind that I thought of is that I remember I went fishing with this rich guy. And he had this big ass boat and he was fucking rich. And he had a poor friend who was a friend of his who he would take fishing. And the guy couldn't really afford anything, but he was like, you know what? If you help clean the deck and you do all the fish work and you help out, I'll take you fishing. You can catch as much fish as you want, whatever. You know, it's not like he has companionship. Whatever. Just, you know. So basically, there was the rich ass owner of the boat and his poor ass fucking deckhand. And I'm on the boat too, fishing. 
And after we were done, I was like, hey, man, here's 100 bucks for gas. Take the fucking money. The guy's like, I can't take your money. I can't take your money. I was like, take the money for the gas. And the guy's refusing it. And then the poor guy was like, well, I'll take the fucking money. And just took it. And I was like, well, that's not really what we were doing here. <laughs> like, that's what it, that, that happened in real life. And that's what it feels like in this. I was just like, huh. I don't think, I wasn't really offering it to you. And he's like, well, if you're just giving away money. And I was like, well, I wasn't really. Yeah, but here's the thing. Gehazi is his servant. So let's say, again, I'm going to fuck up your analogy here. Let's say that that guy that you gave the money to, it was actual charter boat. Right. And that that guy worked on a charter boat and like was skinning, cutting fish for you and shit. Like the, the servant. Well, the servant is skimming off the top. He, you know. Is he though? He's, he manages the household, I'm imagining. I'm picturing him again more like an Alfred Pennyworth. And Elisha's Batman, right? But yeah, he has all these, he does all the great shit. He's the cool one, like Elisha, but you got this guy that kind of runs things for him, right? Keeps the household up, makes sure that the fucking company of profits get fed and shit. I just imagine that he's doing all these household things, so he sees an opportunity. I don't think that's his place. I I mean, whatever. We can argue about the classism inherent in this struggle here, but I I, I don't know. To me, it's- I think the problem is, it's still a problem for him because it means that he doesn't have faith in God. Like, Elisha was making a statement, God doesn't want this money, and Gehazi didn't listen to that because he was being too worldly. I don't think he was being bad. I think he was just being practical. Um, That's my point. I mean, we're probably not even going to have enough time to finish six if we take too much. So let's no. let's finish the story. Let, let, let's finish it, and then we'll talk about it. And then we we, have fi- time. we we'll probably need to it. stop at five anyway because yeah, yeah, six and seven just go together. All right. But anyway. Because there's a lot to talk so, about this. what happens next is that he goes back uh, – to his home, right to where to Elisha's home, whatever where the prophets are, and Elisha, being uh, obviously a shrewd one, yeah, he yeah. says, uh, "Where have you been, Gehazi? You know, yeah. you smell That's like that. silver. I can smell it on you." Yeah. And Gehazi says, "Your servant didn't go anywhere. So smug, <laughs> God, the fucking the third personing himself. Yeah. Like you're not a queen. Yeah, you can't do that." And Elisha says, listen, was my spirit not with you when you went down and accepted this from him? Like, don't you know that I'm fucking a little bit omniscient, bro? Like, yeah. I can, I was there. I, I washed Elijah's hands, you son of a bitch. You think I don't know what you've been doing? Yeah. So he's like, I'm a little too cool for your tricks. So he says to him, um, is this the time to take money or accept cloves or olive groves and vineyards? Like, should you be taking money from these filthy heathen people just because God used used them to do a miracle. He says, now Naaman's, Naaman's, whatever, leprosy that he lost will cling to you and your descendants forever. <laughs> <laughs> and he went out from his presence leprous as white as snow. Jesus. So, harsh punishment, but I told you not to take the fucking money, you know? <laughs> I mean, god damn, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously he did the wrong thing, but this is a lot. It, it's definitely like Gehazi was a faithful servant. And what's odd is Gehazi sticks around. He's going to be around later. No mention of him being leprous as fuck. But, sure. you know, like it was just it, it, it comes off later almost as if it's a slap on the wrist that you cursed his family and line with leprosy forever. But, you know, whatever. But right? Like that's the insane part is that first off, he's probably not going to have a family because I mean, he's fucking leper now. Yeah, like he's going to dick's going to fall off. He's not like then he's again, some rich commander that some. can afford mistresses and shit. Yeah, right. Um, it's like saying, like, oh, he's fat like Harvey Weinstein. I'm like, well, Harvey Weinstein had money and power and authority, you know? <laughs> oh, you can't rape like I Harvey were... Weinstein just because you look like Harvey Weinstein. You got to have that little extra. <laughs> it does matter. Um, if I ever run into someone with leprosy, I'm like, oh, you want a Gehazi's kid? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> They'll get that bird. Well, I, I think mean, we cured leprosy. Let, let's talk about the story because there's a lot into it. One, you have Elisha as basically the representation of God's authority and power. And he yeah. distinctly, almost as a kind of a reverse shift from the Levite church. You know, the Levite church made very clear, like, we're basically a fucking government. You pay a tithe to us. You have to give us the first fruits of your field. And Elisha has just consistently refused payment, almost like debunking it. Like, when the guy showed up with the first fruits and the first veal or whatever the fuck, Elisha was like, no, 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 don't do that. Feed it to the people, you know. And yeah. now someone's giving him money, and he's like, no, no, I don't want your money. I'm, I'm a real man of God, not like those piece of shit Levites earlier. Well, here's my 
maybe too. And this is not, I haven't formulated this very well. It just came to mind. So bear with me. What if the reason that he's doing this, and this is a very like pro Bible move that I'm about to make, uh, as in pro, as in for the Bible, Jesus not that Christ. I'm a professional yeah. Bible. Got well, it. I'm just saying, because like pro gamer move, I was not making a joke <laughs> okay, like that. Okay. What I'm saying is that what if uh, Elisha has kind of like uh, an addiction to seeing God do miracles, <laughs> okay. right? So the more shit that you accept from men, the less you're in need, the less likely that you're going to have God do something for it's you. It's like the autoerotic asphyxiation equivalent of like, <laughs> yeah, suffocating yourself by not accepting money just makes that high that much that w- better. Yeah, when God blasts His load, you feel it. It's just your yeah. body trembles <laughs> at two, the, at three over two, the level of power. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, think about it. Right, like there's a there's a somewhere. What is it? Paul, uh, I think at some point says in the New Testament how like he loves his sin in a way just because the more sin that he's done the more that he gets to feel the grace of god forgiving him for it right. so in a weird way he appreciates it so i feel like that's kind of a similar- it's like when you spend your weekend strangling hookers and then your yeah. weekdays you know like volunteering with habitat for humanity like it feels sure. like extra good because now you're washing away all that hooker blood John Wayne Gacy style. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. feel a little bit better because normally you would, otherwise you would just be like a like a normal good person. But now it's like yeah. you're undoing all that that gnarliness from the weekend. Yeah, each one kind of builds up the other one. Just into the night, my friend. Idea. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but beyond that, I, I think it's an interesting change of pace that the early sort of deuteronomical deuteronomical texts deuteronomical whatever the fuck uh (laughs) you know like moses was like by the way here's how much money you have to give to the church and here's how much fucking gold and lavishness and for whatever it's worth it seems like that whole ideology has failed israel and now here's a light like at least it didn't lead them it didn't guide them they they went to wickedness almost immediately and now here's Elijah kind of as like a grassroots reform movement where he's like, I don't want your fucking money. Just worship God, you pieces of shit. Um, I disagree with you a little bit there because I want to say that in Judah, at least, maybe not in Israel as much, probably in Israel too, but definitely in Judah, there's still the, the, the uh, hierarchy of priests is still happening. I'm sure the Levite full, priesthood full exists, but this is... And still getting their gifts and the forgiveness. And but all fine, that. but Judah's also wicked and evil. My point is Elijah not is... Judah. In, Judah's not. No, uh, we'll get to it. Judah... Jehoshaphat's a good guy. Jehoshaphat intermarries... Wait, For is it his now, son? he's a good guy. Uh, Jehoshaphat was okay. None of these kings but are I, good. But the Levite line is still doing its thing, full blast, but, and getting and getting the money and shit, and like that. But, but that's all Elisha still is off nothing to do with it. Elijah yeah, is not. He doesn't have the fucking that. Ark of the Covenant. He's not related to the church. He's just yeah, a. I know. Just that's my point. Is that he kind of stands in he's contrast. In Israel. Whatever. He's in Israel, not Judah. So like, Judah didn't need him. Clearly, is that your implication that the the covenant, he, he, the, the Ark of the Covenant, and the Levites are just doing just fine down in the south? Mostly. And he's just living in And, like, the- they show up and, like, help out Israel, and they're kind of like a side character every now and then. But I think that, yeah, he's there because Israel is so fucking far off track that they need the long dick of the law, a.k.a. <laughs> Elisha, to come in and fucking slap them around a little bit. I, I guess. I don't know. I, may, I mean, maybe we some- We need a Bible expert <laughs> on the show. Yeah, maybe later in the Bible. We'll, we'll, we'll keep track of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember this point of view. Because okay. if later, maybe in the, even by the end of this book, when we do our recap, we yeah, come back to that. Maybe later in the Bible, if we ever touch back to the Ark of the Covenant and we ever touch back to the Levites, maybe I'll change my mind. But to Whoa. me, we haven't mentioned the Levites in like 400 years. You know, we honestly haven't really mentioned the Levites since Judges. Um, maybe. I, I, little... I, I, I would be interested to find out what's really going on. It doesn't seem like the Levite tribe is really. Well, Eli was in Samuel. He was a Levite. Ah, barely. And Eli and Samuel. But Eli a, and Samuel, that was the end. He was a priest. he was a shitty fucking priest with shitty fucking kids, and God ended his line and killed and him. Was, I, 
And then Samuel, <laughs> I who I don't even, I think Samuel might have been a Levite, but his line is dead anyway. I think the idea of the Levite priest at this time might be done. There's no reference to it. I can't point to anything in the Bible that says one way or the other, but we're, I, we're, no. we're almost the done. The priesthood with, is not good. When was the last fucking priest you mentioned? It's all prophets now. It's all just weird I, rando dudes from Gilead or Tishbite well, or whatever. They're like, like, you weren't talking about priests whenever fucking, uh, when Samson was running around either. He, they're just not as cool. Well, they were like, there, the but they were, like, mundane. maintaining the Ark of the Covenant and stuff. But even then... I mean, to this day, they still have the priesthood. Uh, today, in real life. Uh, so it's like... I think anywhere. after the Ark was kidnapped and then came back on its own little magic uh, cart, I, 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 you haven't really mentioned the Levites since then. I, I don't know who's maintained it. It seemed Because remember, it was We're just given to, to some them. random dude. They just dropped it off at someone's house. Like, you take care of this shit, man. There's more priests. Prophets are just like the new superheroes, all right? Okay. Like, for a while, comic books were all, like, detective stories. And then they're like, what the fuck? Why are we just writing about real-life shit? Obviously, Fight a Superman's meteor. cooler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're like, the police still exist, even if Batman's out there murdering the Riddler or whatever the fuck. Yeah, know? yeah, like, The pe- police are still killing yeah, black people. Even, even as, <laughs> even as, even as uh, Batman has fired the Joker, there's still one cop in Gotham just putting Anita in some guy's neck. You know? Dude, that's, that's what, still uh, going on, of course. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt status. <laughs> uh, uh, beyond that, continuing on. Um, well, that's the end of Chapter 5. Well, I guess also... Let's so we've gotten to the point where Elisha refuses the Syrians' money. Is the yes. implication that because what's his fucking name? Gahazi? Gahazi. Gahazi. Yeah. So Yeah, that place that Hillary fucked up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh what is the issue with Gahazi taking the money? Is it just because Elijah said I don't want it, or is it more a condemnation on the idea of giving churches money in the first place? It's condemnation of lack of faith. Again, I think that he was being practical, and God doesn't want us always to be practical. People get in trouble for being practical all the time, right? Uh, like whenever, like vaccines. Shit. Well, one no, I mean in this in the Bible, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, Lot's wife looking back, not quite the same thing, but she was punished for her death. She was punished for looking back. For like caring about human shit, aka that her city was being sure. Destroyed. I know there's a better analogy, but fine, Lot's wife, because Lot's wife yeah, was more of saying? her disobeying God's word or whatever the fuck, you know. There's people that just tried to hedge their bets, and God is saying, "No, you have to be all in." Mm. Kind of that. That's something God. That's something a fucking pastor would say. But like, you have to fully commit. You can't be like, "Oh, I'm going to keep this one hold out." But just in case God doesn't pull through, even that shred of doubt, I think, is enough to condemn you. I just, I just kind of get like a Rasputin vibe from Elisha. You know, like he's like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking crazy ass man of God. You got to be a zealot. Money and, well, know. and here's the thing. I mean, Gazi lives in Elisha's house. He's not going to fucking do anything with the money. Like it's going to be for the house. I, would <laughs> I, I see. I think or you're. The I company. think you're, they oversee this company of prophets. They got to pay widows. Right, oh like we have learned, they got to close. He took you are pulling this out of thin air. I think Gehazi. So first of all, there's no mention that the sons of the prophets are on hard times. Uh, if anything, we'll yeah, see in the is. next chapter that they're expanding. They just want a bigger house. As soon but. as one one died, his wife is burdened with crippling debt and would have to give her sons to slavery. They're not doing so hot. Well, that's one guy. That's that's lots of. I don't. There's no mention. <laughs> there's no mention that Gehazi was doing this for the greater good. It just sounds like he saw money on the table and thought, well, fuck, I have needs, you know? I think that you're giving... I mean, that would make sense if, like, it was you doing that when yeah. your boss told you not to. Because, it, yeah, you're just going to go home and have a bunch of money. He lives in fucking Elisha's house. He's not going to go, like, get a cool car. Like, he doesn't have... The money is for survival. That, like, that is it. He's not going to get extravagant things. That would be obvious. Well, who said about extravagant was, things? The whole point is that they're simple monks or whatever. I don't know. Exactly. So he wants to be able to feed them and pay their widows I think, whenever I think their fucking I think husband bullshit. dies. I think, you're, I think you're a fucking idiot. All right. We'll come back to that. I'm going to do some reading <laughs> okay. up on it. Um, I think Gehazi was just being practical and doubted God. I think... I've, just so we're clear, because we are going to come back to this then, I guess, is that the the bet here the, the 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 consternation is I think Gehazi was doing it for himself, and you think Gehazi's doing it for like the sons of the prophets, I guess. He, like as if he's some fucking treasurer. For the I just think he's the he's the overseer of the house. He's some he take, again. He's, he's some bean counter accountant matters. type who's trying to make well, sure everyone's bills get paid. And I actually know why he did it. I'm going to take this one further. Ugh. Do you know why he did this? Why? Do you know why he didn't trust God? Mm. 
What happened when Elisha told him to go lay the rod on the baby, the kid's head? Oh, it didn't work. So he has this like. But then he revived the fucking corpse. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But he has to be like, man, sometimes Elisha is wrong and then like has to do all this desperate shit. He's like, I'm just going to cut to the chase, take a little mm. bit of cash, we'll be okay. Mm. If if there's another, if there's a famine, God forbid, what happens? I, I assume Gehazi but, was there with the whole like a uh, hundred people fed from five loaves of bread shit, whatever. Listen, you know that I'm a badass. <laughs> and I just came up with an awesome theory. And you're pissed off about it that you didn't think of it yourself. Okay. And I understand that. And I'm not going to hold it against you. I wish you would. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna hold something again. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, uh, yeah, is there anything we just beat the shit out of that little part of the story? Whatever. What uh, what else happened in this chapter? We're not gonna have time for for another yeah, chapter. It. That's think. it. That's chapter five. Interesting story. A guy from Syria has a disease, goes to Israel to get a cure, and then gets scammed out of some money. At the end. Yeah. Who knew we were gonna have so much to unpack from that little story? But it's there, you know, guys. The Bible will talk to you if you just listen and open up your heart. Yeah. Just. Every in ev- <laughs> every chapter connected by a thread of hope. What if I slowly turn into a real life pastor? That'd be so badass. I think we have Maybe. different division. Uh, you know, like when I think of badass, I think of like Liam Neeson. This is well, no, like, because obviously I'm gonna get like, to have sex with a lot of kids. Wait, let me. Do, I'm gonna do that joke again because I can't say no, that. No, 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 no. Well, you're you're a modern day Chris Delia, you know? Or uh... <laughs> no, let me come on. Give me. A, I can't say that. <sighs> Uh, well, yeah. You got to be careful with those jokes of- because it, you you make jokes like that, and then it turns out yeah. you are a pedophile, and then <laughs> that's why I'm and cutting then it every, out. So no one and can then be like, every see? single reference of it, they'll be like, "See, he was hinting at it." That's what you got to be. You got to be careful. You know, <laughs> that's why Sierra hates it. Like when people <laughs> when people actually find out how many hookers I've been killing, and they look at the breadcrumbs I've been leaving along the way, they're gonna fucking. <laughs> We're keeping that joke, but Grant doesn't no, rape kids as far as I'm aware. No, I'm changing the joke. Well, yeah, you get to take all this money from old people. Okay, great. No, we're not doing that. We, you're leaving it in there. <laughs> Look at him no, backpedaling. We this guy we diddles kids. <laughs> anyway, what's our Twitter handle? I'm not. I can't do this. It's fine. Uh, Just, what's our okay, Twitter fine. handle? Uh, yeah, if you want to follow us on Twitter, that's going to be at Bible Pimps. We're getting back in it. Come back us up online as we uh, take on down the deep state. And if you want to send us uh, an email, that's going to be a revelations podcast at gmail.com. Hit us with your best shot. And I would like just capture the audio from this episode before it gets deleted. What's it? <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs>